0: Welcome back, leaders. This is the Uncommon Leader Podcast, and I'm your host, John Gallagher. I've got something a little bit unique for us today. I'm excited to have the opportunity to dive into the six phases of faith, as described by Rick Warren in his new book, Created to Dream, the six phases God uses to grow your faith. In this segment, we'll listen to an excerpt from the book where Pastor Rick shares his insights on these six phases and how they can transform our lives. Another treat will be the return of my wife, Chris Gallagher, so two superstars in one episode. If you all recall, Chris joined me back in Season 2 where she and I reviewed the book, The Coffee Bean. Afterward, the two of us will discuss these six phases and share our own perspectives on how they've impacted our lives. By the end of this episode, I hope you've gained a deeper understanding of what it means to have faith and how we can apply these steps to our own lives, especially as leaders in our communities, businesses, and homes. I'm very grateful to the publisher Zondervan for providing the opportunity to share this exclusive sneak peek of Rick Warren's new book on the Uncommon Leader podcast. We hope you enjoy this special segment and our discussion afterwards. So let's get started.
1: As a pastor, I'm most often asked this question. Why is this happening to me? I don't understand it. I thought I was pursuing God's dream, but now I'm ready to give up. Sound familiar? You see, when you don't understand the six phases of faith, you may become resentful and even depressed. You'll certainly worry. You may become fearful about the future. and Worst of all, you won't be able to cooperate with what God wants to do in your life. But when you understand the six phases that God takes every believer through, and he takes us through them over and over, then you can say, oh, I see. I'm in stage four right now, or stage six, or stage two, you will understand what's going on and you'll be less likely to get discouraged when times are tough. So let me introduce you to the six phases of faith and their role in pursuing God's dream. Then we'll go deeper into each phase in the coming chapters. Phase one, dream. How does God build your faith? He always starts with a dream. Nothing happens until you start dreaming. You have to get an idea, a vision, a goal, or a target. When God wants to work in your life, he gives you a dream about what he wants you to do and the impact he wants you to have in the world. In the next chapter, I'll teach you how to figure out God's dream for your life. Phase two, decision. You have to make the decision to go for it. Nothing will happen to your dream till you wake up and put it into action. For every 10 dreamers in the world, there's only one decision maker. And the only way to move forward in faith is to decide to take a risk. In chapter three, I'll explain six biblical principles for making wise decisions. Phase three, delays. When you pursue your dream, there is always a waiting period. Why? Why does God make you wait? Because God wants to work on you before He works on your project. The purpose of the delay phase is to teach you to trust God and to be patient with His timing. How you handle God's waiting room of life is a clear measure of the strength of your faith. In chapter four, I'm going to show you how to keep going when your dream is delayed. Phase four, difficulties. Not only will you have to wait, but you will also have problems while you're waiting. (laughs) There are problems even when your dream lines up with God's dream, because God is working on your faith and character. In chapter five, I'll share the do's and don'ts Of dealing with difficulty. Finally, the difficulties become so bad that you come to your limit. You've tried everything, you've exhausted all your options, and now you've reached the fifth phase of faith. Phase five dead ends. In the dead end phase, the situation deteriorates from difficult to impossible. If you're at this stage, congratulations. You're in good company. Even the Apostle Paul experienced dead ends. He wrote At that time, we were completely overwhelmed. The burden was more than we could bear. In fact, we told ourselves that this was the end. Yet, we believe now that we had this experience of coming to an end of our tether that we might learn to trust not in ourselves, but in God who can raise the dead. God not only can raise people from the dead physically, He can also raise people from the dead emotionally. He can raise a dead marriage. He can resurrect a dead career. He can breathe new life where all hope has died. In chapter 6, I'll show you how to hold on to your faith when you reach a dead end. Phase 6 Deliverance. In the end, God delivers. He performs a miracle. He provides a solution. God loves to turn crucifixions into resurrections, hopelessness into victory, and dead ends into deliverance. Why? Because he gets the glory. In chapter 7, I'll show you the key to deliverance.
0: Hello, Chris Gallagher. Welcome back to the Uncommon Leader Podcast. It's great to have you on the show again, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. How are you?
2: Hey, John Gallagher. I am so excited to be talking with you today. I just can't believe I'm talking to the legend again. This is awesome.
0: That is what we talked about, right? The legend. Somebody had mentioned that before, the legend. I don't know if that's really working out, but it was one of the more downloaded episodes that we had when we talked about the coffee bean, and today we get to talk about another cool book, Rick Warren's Six Phases of Faith. I was glad to have the opportunity from the publisher to have this conversation. We just listened through to hear Rick define what the six phases of faith were, his six Ds, and we'll jump in and talk about that here real soon. But before we even get started right into that, I was curious, when you hear the word faith, what does that mean to you from a definition standpoint?
2: Well, my faith is from Scripture and through different Bible plans, but I'll read to you a piece of scripture that kind of sticks out to me about my faith. It's from Hebrews 11.1, and it says, to have faith is to be sure of the things we hope for, to be certain of the things we cannot see. The Greek word for faith in this verse is pistis, and it means confidence, trust, and belief. So essentially this verse is saying that when we have faith we're placing our confidence, trust and belief in who God is and how God works despite not knowing any of the details. We don't know our place in in faith in a process but in God alone.
0: That's a great definition of faith. I appreciate you sharing that from Hebrews 11, one, one of my favorite as well. And I love the part where it does say to be certain of things we cannot see. And if I was even being totally transparent about my faith journey, that's probably something that I have to exercise that muscle all the time of being certain of things that we cannot see. And for me, that's been that's been important as well from faith. I had another verse, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 says, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. It's not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works." so that no one may boast. So, you know, even that faith is a gift that we're given. And I'm looking forward to having the conversation and talking about those things that Rick talked about.
2: So what is your target in your faith, John?
0: So when I think about how he got started out, right, he said it all starts with a dream. And for me, my target feels oversimplistic, but it really is that when I stand before God at the end of my life, I will have used everything up that I have and ultimately I'll be welcomed in. I'll hear those words you know well done, good and faithful servant. and that's what I really look for from a faith standpoint that my hope is, is in that space. And I think that's something that's very important. even from a you know he talked about the second one moving right into decision as well is that you have to make that decision if you will yeah. to go for it. And that's been a journey yeah. for me in life. as a Christian, I believe when we had children, When our children were born, my faith became even more important to me to be a model to our kids growing up. And then as we even worked our way through and started to, when we moved away from home, if you will, and started with challenging times, and that decision became even more important that we weren't going to be able to rely on family, that we ultimately had to rely on God to help us with that as well. And that was something that, you know, as we look forward, the dream feels uh, simplistic at times, the decision feels like an easy one to make but it certainly is not or a simple one to make but it's not easy to keep on going. And I think that's been a big part of your journey as well. What about you? How do you dream?
2: Well, my dream is just staying in the word and talking with others, being accountable with with you, transparent with you, transparent with our life group, being involved, serving and just kind of just being being in the Word is really the key. I, mm-hmm. I don't think we can get through life without ha- carrying the weight on our own shoulders.
0: Yeah, Rick talks about these, what he refers to, the I call it the messy middle. He had the three Ds in the middle, right? The delays, the difficulties, and the dead ends. And regardless of your faith, if you will, in life, we're going to go through these delays, difficulties, and dead ends. But, Chris, how do you rely on your faith to get you through some of those delays, difficulties, and dead ends?
2: Well, you kind of help me. I mean, as far as we do, we learn it together, I think that's you, you have to have a partner or someone, whether it's a mentor or an accountability person, that really helps. And I think you have to kind of put yourself out there as well to be accountable for it, for your faith, and, and be open, be vulnerable.
0: Yeah, It's not something we have to act on it, right? You know, that, that dream, dream without action is just a wish. And if we get into that messy middle and we kind of get stuck and we just get in a rut, we have to act our way out of that and really start doing things. I love when you touch on, you know, reading, right? A daily discipline of reading is very important uh, for me. A Bible, you know, a Bible plan. You've, you've talked about listening to podcasts as well. The home group that we host, I have folks in our house every two weeks to talk about a topic. All of those are ways that we can share and go through that because, you know, as people of faith, that does not mean we won't go through delays, difficulties, or dead ends. That actually means that, you know, God is going to teach us through those delays, difficulties, and dead ends, no doubt.
2: But what we've gone through, especially when when we moved out west, being, being by ourselves, not knowing anyone, we had to rely on, which I had to find new faith. I mean, because you were traveling, I had two newborn babies pretty much, and our church is what helped turn me around as far as relying on God. And there was hope, there was faith, and by by engaging with the church, it, it kind of took me out of the, my self-pity. I,
0: I love I del- that. I mean, clearly serving becomes very important as well, that it it doesn't always come just about us, but it's about serving others to get there. and You mentioned moving out to Indiana and the challenges that we had. I mean, there's no doubt about it. It was not an easy, we were stuck in difficulties and and felt like a dead end. So I love, you know, kind of sharing my story that God found me in the line at the grocery store and all the things that had to line up really for that to happen, to have Pastor Johnny McAllister standing behind me in the grocery store line and Inviting us to church at sunrise—that was something that became so important to us, and such such an absolute critical juncture that that we needed inside of our life. Yes. Almost one of those ones that leads into kind of that uh, six steps, which they referred, what six step he referred to was deliverance. That you know, in the end, God delivers. He turns hopeless hopelessness into delivery, both emotionally and spiritually, as well as physically. And I think that was something for us that was so important from a deliverance standpoint. And I know we, we talk about that that word it, and he in his six steps, I'm sure he'd probably talk about this further inside of the book, but it might be one of those, you know, activities, if you will, when God delivers you, it's not that that's the end of that journey. I think we go through these six steps of faith in different ways all the time. Yeah, we make decisions absolutely. to grow, uh, make mm-hmm. that happen. But for us, that was one of them. No doubt about it. Another way for me, in terms of how God delivered to me, almost you know, very recently was um, thinking about the the journey. How I ended up starting my own company just a couple of years ago, and then we've been with our home group going through a study on prayer, and we learned the prayer of Jabez, where you know, basically it was asking God to give us more than we need so that we can be a blessing to the world around us. And of course, I interpreted that as when I prayed it that I was hoping to have more business so that I could have more influence with the world around us. And God, as you often tell me, he has a funny sense of humor in that he answered that prayer for me, absolutely. But it was in the form of how he wanted it to be and how I could serve him more <laughs> as I go forward. So we always have to be listening for that as well.
2: Yes. Always keep your heart open and your mind open. Because yeah. God's, God has the big, bigger plan. And in our minds, we are, if you think about it, our minds are really small. And he has the most amazing mind ever, and a great sense of humor to boot. <laughs> Absolutely, because you never know. I, you can pray a simple prayer, but you keep praying it, keep praying it, keep praying it. But you got to be careful what you pray for, because God will deliver. And I've seen huge delivery from what what we've prayed for. Amen. And in our fa- in our
0: family life, and our church family and you know in our communities and things like that
2: i keep telling our children when they find my journals they're going to start laughing because boy my shirt was prayed a lot Mm
0: -hmm.
2: (laughs) on us and our direction and where we were going so it's going to be a a pretty amazing thing that's what i think is it helps me with my faith is journaling and writing down so you can look back and say oh my goodness what i was so stressed about at the time boy that was so small but then You can look back and say see how God delivered me and then some. So that way journaling is is great to to help in your journey.
0: Absolutely. And Rick Warren has had a you know, even before this book has come out, he's had a huge influence on our life. I mean, one of the when you talked about our journey to Indiana, one of the first studies we did inside of a home group, which we didn't know what a home group was, but when we first had (laughs) our home group was our church went through the purpose-driven life, which is one of the I don't know, still probably remains one of the most sold books of all time. But that 40 days of the purpose-driven life that we went through, you know, that started us off on our journey. That was big for us. And that was when we were going through the the dream and decision phase to start that home yes. group. And we went through that. I thought that was pretty cool. And then just recently with the home group here in South Carolina, we've gone through a study that Rick Warren had on love as well. So he's had a big influence on our life as we've gone down through this journey. Now,
2: can you imagine if we didn't go through the purpose-driven life? I mean. I think we'd still be sort of running on that hamster wheel. I don't, I mean, it really opened up our eyes to, to this. And I think this new book that Rick has is, is also going to open up eyes and minds to to those that will pick it up and read it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, he talks about right at the front, right? He starts with a dream. Those that pick it up, if they pick it up, they're going to have a dream. Uh, and again, it could be we're still infants on our faith journey as we move forward and as we mature in our faith. But to have or make the decision to go for it, that's been pretty big for us. I mean, just different things that have changed for us recently uh, that are really cool. The Chosen and watching that series and how you got me started (laughs) watching that and how we went to the theater to see that. I mean, just have absolutely loved that. And again, you listen to some of the things that they say in there, remember them where, you know, you may be ready to make this decision. Absolutely. But God's going to say, we'll see, because it's not an easy one. I, I just, I think this process that we go through, dream, decision, delays, difficulties, dead ends, and deliverance is something that we are going to go through the rest of our lives. And I'm happy to do it. And I'm glad you're a part of going through that with me. I'm curious yes, as you, th- as you th- yeah, as a team to go through it. And when you think about, you know, the listeners listening in how they can maybe get into the dream and decision phase, What what might be some tips you would give to listeners who are either considering this journey or who are on this journey now?
2: I would consider finding a mentor. It's always good to have a, a mentor that is in the word, a great church, a great Bible study. You can go online. The Bible app is fantastic. It can if you're going through anxiety or divorce or death, there's there's a lot of opportunity for you to read there, but you need to be in a group.
0: Mm, Whether that's a
2: life group or a women's group, or a self-help group, because that helps. You're not the only person. In a lot of situations, you feel like you're the only person that's had a bad day, or you're the, the, the apple cart lost the wheel. Everyone is going through it, and it's in different seasons. And it's always great to have someone older, because they're seasoned, and they can walk you through it. And it's good for you if you're younger, because you, you will have life and, and season the older that's in season, but I would do that. That would be my, my advice.
0: I agree with and you also, 100%. I think when you talk about even a mentor as well, is it doesn't have to be that you know person necessarily that sits with you, it can even be a mentor to find a podcast that you listen to yes. or someone like you said, has more wisdom than we do. I mean, we have learned so much over the years from David Jeremiah and Andy Stanley. And again, Rick Warren in terms of his work and the ones that we've listened to. And I know you have a few podcasts that you follow. Candace, uh, is it Candice Burr? Who is it that you follow that uh Burray. Yeah, Burray, and that-
2: Lisa Harper? I like yeah. I like the diverse because mm-hmm. um Candace, you know her as, as a celebrity, as a child, and then all the different things she's done. And then Lisa Harper, she is a she she is a study of the word. She's she has gone to seminary, and so it's kind of interesting to take two different pieces of of knowledge from from different people but it's kind of nice to know where the theological part of the bible is and but it's great and it's great to even if you're on your treadmill or you're walking the neighborhood pop one of these on and and it's you can really something will hit you and you think ah, that's a that's a great idea or i never thought of the bible i never thought of that word
0: it's absolutely right. It, it only takes one thing too to trigger that in terms of really making something powerful for us that that keeps us going on the journey. Again, helps us get through those steps. And I would suggest, you new know, listeners, while we have not finished reading the book yet, we are going to. But again, I was grateful for the opportunity just to share a summary of what Rick Warren has in his new book that's coming out called "The Six Phases of Faith." So I would encourage you to pick up that book and listen into it. But Again, I think this has been a fantastic conversation, Chris Gallagher. I appreciate the opportunity as always to chat with you not just on a podcast but on a regular basis. So, we actually get to here as we as we record this message, tomorrow will be our 29th wedding anniversary. Uh Yay! one in which we've we been through <laughs> yeah, these six phases many times <laughs> and we've made it so and we I look forward to the next 29 as well. So, that's pretty cool.
2: I just had a thought. Could we do like a field trip and go visit rick warren because there's so many questions i would love to ask him maybe one day could we do that
0: out the saddleback we go
2: i that Let's would be a it. fun trip and maybe we could do like a a live podcast or a youtube video of some sort and that'd be kind of fun
0: why not we'll get him right on the podcast after after he listens to this he's going to ask us to do that anyway i think
2: <laughs> that would be awesome Remember, be
0: careful what we pray for it just might happen so
2: What is it? Dream big.
0: You dream big. That's right. Be bold. Dream big.
2: And go for it. Take the risk.
0: No no limiting beliefs. (laughs) I love it. Thanks for listening, y'all. Well, that's all for today's episode of the Uncommon Leader Podcast. Thanks for listening in. Please take just a minute to share this podcast with that someone you know that you thought of when you heard this episode. One of the most valuable things you can do is to rate the podcast and leave a review. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or you can rate the podcast on Spotify or any other platform you listen to. Did you know that many of the things that I discuss on the Uncommon Leader Podcast are subjects that I coach with other leaders and organizations? If you would be interested in having me discuss one-on-one or group coaching with you or know someone who is looking to move from underperforming to uncommon in their business or life, I would love to chat with you. Click the link in the show notes to set up a free call to discuss how coaching might benefit you and your team. Until next time, go and grow champions.